when I was when I dropped out of North Carolina A&T and moved back to New York, like I drove all the way up here, listened to his his album, mm-hmm. and it was like this. Honestly, to me, that's the best album ever. Yeah. Uh. I lay on the sky, you gotta glow, gotta glow. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get Podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and in this episode, I have a great artist in King High to talk about his journey with music. You can find all his links at allmylinks.com forward slash King High ENT to get more information. I'll leave a content warning for any strong language used in the episode, and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. All right. So the first question I always like to ask is, what would somebody's origin story be? And then what kind of medium would they would choose? Well, I would choose a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, because a video game is no set path. Like, it's different, different paths lead yeah. to different levels, like different outcomes and all that. Like, you know, a movie is like a set script and everything, mm-hmm. but definitely a video game. Yeah, you because know, it's like your childhood or just well, like your business. I I was I I think it was the origin story will start at Baruch my senior year. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason that was like that was that was it for me. Like I was going to school. I had four like four classes at Baruch. I had a class at John Jay, mm-hmm. which was my law class because I was a um you know business major and law and policy minor, yeah. and I was working at a bank. And mm-hmm. the only way I got, I was able to do that because I was riding my motorcycle from school to work to the other school. So, yeah. and it was crazy because I was preparing for law school. I wasn't even thinking about the business side. And yeah. then I graduated, you know, with my bachelor's and my law and policy minor. I was going to, about to go to law school with the LSAT, was preparing for that. Then I took it. Yeah. It really, it drained me to the point was like, wow, this is, might've been the toughest thing I've ever done. And yeah. then- so I was like, you know what? Boom. I'm going to go party. That's where I really started partying. So I was partying, and then I started listening to music, you know, hanging out. I'm hanging out with the parties and the clubs all the time, so then I'm listening yeah. to them. Then my two, because I have a um, bachelor uh, associates in business from Hostos. So mm-hmm. those two um, business degrees started kicking in. Then I was like, okay, music business. I was in it on a mistake. Like, and then I'm like, yeah. boom. But now I'm doing the music, mm-hmm. right? And I was living in the South Bronx, you know, Mitchell. So it's like, it was, it was gangster. Yeah. So it was like a whole bunch of that was around. And then to be on that drug me into the streets, like mm-hmm. back into the streets. So like when I say in it, so I was like really in it. So, but I was trying to focus on the music, but you know, mm-hmm. all those bad vibes wouldn't really let you do that. Yeah. But whatever the case is, I was like, you know what, forget, it. I'm really trying to push this music. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna promote it. And then I went to a, a shirt shop. Well, it was like a clothing mm-hmm. manufacturer store, like I say entry level. But this, yeah. so I went and started making promo shirts with the cookie on it. It was a, at that time it was an apple emoji, so it was like mm-hmm. the apple, the cookie apple emoji. Yeah. So I put that on shirts, and then like just for promotion. Then mm-hmm. my friend helped me get it into a store and then that store was like you know what we can put it in your uh, store because it was a um pretty good quality store in in harlem and they was like you know what but 
that's more promotional. So they helped me with the copyrights and all that and to have an official clothing brand. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically how that all started. Everybody's past is different, I think everybody says. Yeah. So with me, I'm still trying to figure out who I am and trying to figure out what I want to do in life. Yeah. So this is like more of an experiment. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I find? Mm-hmm. I find a lot of alone time helps you helps you find out who you are. I believe yeah. it's harder to find out who you are when you are around people trying to not trying to fit in, but if you're around people, you tend to do what they do, you know? Yeah. Assimilation type. So if you spend more time by yourself, and not saying being lonely, but like yeah. listening to your mind, thinking about how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're bound to, but you still have to see life yeah. to kind of help you guide got that i mean i have a great understanding of who i am mm-hmm. and i you know so it takes some time cool so we can send into like more of the questions so with yeah. that the first question everybody's gonna ask is why the cookie mm. yeah well like i like i had said earlier mm-hmm. i was like the music took me into the street because mm-hmm. i was around a lot of street people yeah like not, I mean, I kind of grew up in the street a little bit, but my mother kept me in school, so yeah. But a lot of people around me were in the street, but so when I was doing the music, they kind of drug me back into the street, mm-hmm. and then it was like, you know what? Uh, I was dealing with, you know, I would say some illegal products. Then mm-hmm. I was trying to find a way to sell it, and I was like, you know what? How can I sell this? Like, basically, this is kind of like when Instagram was really starting to bubble for me yeah so mm, how can i sell this over social media and maybe even on over the cell phone without getting in trouble Mm -hmm. so i came up with a name with it came up with a name for it and -hmm. it was cookie though Mm -hmm. you know and then and then i was like you know what i'm i'm still trying to get to the music so i i made a song about it Mm -hmm. i made a song about it then I made, when I made the promotional thing, mm-hmm. since I had named it Cookie Dough and I used the Apple emoji, then I actually, you know, I, I'm an artist. Like, I've always been an artist. I always like to yeah. draw. I, I went to North Carolina A&T uh, a long time ago. I dropped out before I moved back to New York. And one of my majors was fashion merchandising and design. Mm-hmm. I was always interested in clothes, you know. Yeah. And even when I was younger, I liked music. Like, I used mm-hmm. to choreograph dances with me. My four brothers, like, I used to choreograph it, and we used to all perform different parts of the actual song. So it was like, I was always, like, into art. Mm-hmm. And so I designed my own cookie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, instead of, you know, infringing on Apple's cookie, I decided to make my own. Mm-hmm. So, and it was, like I said, it started with promotion, promotion. Yeah. And then it was just like, you know what? People said I had something, and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have a logo. Let's stick with it and see how far it gets me, you know? Mm-hmm. Nice. So, that, so what kind of in music drawing you to music? Like, who inspired you to make music? That's a tough question, really. Mm-hmm. Like, because I enjoy music, mm-hmm. but my enjoyment of music is not 
exactly what brung me into music. Well, mm-hmm. the actual artists that I enjoy didn't mm-hmm. really inspire me to become an artist. Okay. Music as a whole brung me in. But mm-hmm. I could tell you some artists that I really, really love, like mm-hmm. Young Jeezy. He was mm-hmm. my, f- like his first, his first album, Thug Motivation 101. Mm-hmm. Like when I was, when I dropped out of North Carolina A&T and moved back to New York, like I drove all the way up here and listened to his, his album. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this, honestly, to me, that's the best album ever. You know, like he w- he's definitely one of my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. But right now, right now, I would say I like a lot of the new school music. Like, yeah. I love the new school music. Like, you know, I would say a lot of stuff that's trending, like on TikTok, mm-hmm. really. It's not even yeah. the music. It's more so of the... So, but I like 2 Chains. Mm-hmm. I like A Boogie, you know. Yeah. So do you feel like you have more connections like today's music or like older music? Well, I'm connected to newer music. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm the type of person who likes to, I guess, transition or keep it moving. Yeah. So I follow, I've been following music for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm like I'm following it. Like I'm not staying stagnant with the older music. Like Young Jeezy was my favorite rap. I would say he's my favorite rap of all times. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm not listening to Young Jeezy's new music. Yeah. No offense to Young Jeezy. I would listen to his older music because to me that's classic. But right now yeah. with Slim, he's not what I'm listening to right this moment. But mm-hmm. I love the new school music. But I do agree with um some of the 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 artists that's been in the game for a while mm-hmm. that social media is kind of messing up music because it, it it seems to me that the music or the songs that's doing the best mm-hmm. are not necessarily the best songs it's more so about the dancing on tiktok yeah. and accessibility yeah it's like and and i appreciate that i mm-hmm. love i love the way they do that but I just feel that it's taking the quality of music down. And mm-hmm. the, the newer generation need to hear the good music so they know what good music is instead yeah. of listening to less, I would say, more mediocre music, just mm-hmm. doing something gimmicky to get on, you know? Yeah. For the future, basically. That's also my question. But um, with that, it's also, there's also like an anime or like any other medium, medium how like, the popular things may not be the most thought-provoking, but it's just, it's just there for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So with that, so what in music brought you in? Was more Excuse of like, me? What in music brought you in, like, more of the creativity or, like, more of the expression? What really brought what me you? into the music? Yeah. To be honest with you, at first it was just about fun. Mm-hmm. And I was just with my engineer yesterday and the day before, and she was like, "You're not, like, you're not having fun. Like, mm-hmm. you, she can tell." And I guess yeah. it's coming out of my music because now it's more of a business for me, mm-hmm. which is hurting my business, m- my music, yeah, creativity, creativity. So, the 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 fun in the music is what I appreciate. The creativity mm-hmm. too. The creativity 
is to me what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. But once you bring the business aspect into it, it kind of dilutes the music and then becomes more of a product than actual music. But I like, I don't, not expression, not so much. I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I've always been good. I've always been good at, with expressing myself without mm -hmm. words. I'm more yeah. of an action type of guy, you know, which sometimes I have difficulty with the music because I'm not, I don't need to say a word and people will kind of get what I'm going for or they'll understand me, they'll feel me, they'll notice me. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people need music to be notice let them you know i don't need it you know so i don't really need it for expression but the creativity and i love it and honestly the main thing now is beyond like i had a local hit the cookie dough song was a local hit in my general south bronx and some of harlem but it's more so for me now i want i want the ears of the people i want people to know who i am you know i already feel like I am accomplished. Like I feel like I, I know I am the man, but now I want more people to know it. You know, mm -hmm. so kind of like, is it'll give me a way to be, not more relevant, but be like bigger to be more known. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want, so right now with your music is more like you want to be creative, but you also have to spend most of that brain power focusing on how to expand, how to make money, all that stuff. Exactly. As which and, and and there's a I have this new engineer, she actually owns a um sound studio um in Times Square, but and I, it's hard for me but I'm trying to let go and let her do more of the thinking. You know, I'm used to like doing it and I like generally have the best mind mm -hmm. in the music around the people I'm around. But I'm trying to let go so she can handle the brain power and I'll handle the creativity side, you know? Yeah, like, it's like you created this thing, so now you're trying to let somebody else in. And it's more of like, it's a adjusting period. Mm-hmm. I need to do it, though. But it's yeah. just hard. Like you said, adjustment period. Okay, for you, because over here, I'm just like, once I make a team, it's going to be hard to figure out who's to trust. Mm-hmm. See, like that's that's it's great that you said that. Mm -hmm. I I know in my mind, not my heart, in my mind, my business mind, yeah. that I am doing a great job mm -hmm. at a lot of these things. Yeah. So in order to hand up certain positions and delegate certain tasks, someone has to be someone has to be great at it as well. Yeah. Or at least good enough for it to f be worth it for me to focus on other things and I'll just hand it off and let them do it. But I don't want to diminish the quality of my work, even yeah. if I have extra time. Being that I'm self-employed, King Hot Clothes and Entertainment LLC is my company. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I work for myself. So all the time, like, I have time on my hands. Yeah. So I'll use free time to fill in a void mm -hmm. as opposed to passing that task off to someone who's going to do a subpar job. Yeah. You know? But they always say, um, don't make, become a billionaire and then make somebody else a millionaire. You say what? 
to make to become a billionaire, you have to make somebody else a millionaire. And I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. That's honestly, I'm finding that like as I go deeper into the business, mm -hmm. I don't mind paying for things. Like yeah. I want to pay for things so other people can actually survive in the business so we can grow together. Because I have I have a substantial amount of money. I'm not yeah. rich, but I have a substantial amount of money. So and I have, you know, the business mind. So like the finance classes of Baruch and at Hostos, I learned and working at the bank, I learned a lot of things. And my mother having six children, she's supporting us. I learned certain things about finances. So, you know, I'm just trying to make it all work. Mm -hmm. So when you when you create, so you seem like you're more similar to me. You have like a business mind, like the analytical side to you, and you also have that creative side. Mm -hmm. And right now, you're trying to find that balance. Whew. It's tough. It's yeah. Extreme. So it seems like when you're younger, you've did more of your creative side because, like, when you're young, you have time, you want to have fun, and then. Nah. nah, actually, I'm. I started having fun as I got older. I've, I've had more fun because, like I said earlier, I was the, I'm the oldest of six children. Okay. And my mother was a single mother, and so you moved I, to like you had to become like the the adult or the quote unquote adult. Exactly. So I was like watching my brothers, making sure they're right, protecting mm -hmm. them, and all that. Like, so I didn't really have fun as a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I was too busy trying to, you know, watch over my brothers and my little sister, you know. Yeah. So now it's like I don't have to worry about them as much because they're okay. They're all grown. Yeah. So now, you know, I can let go some, mm -hmm. you know. I'm the oldest of two, but I understand how you feel. Yeah. Being the oldest is different. Yeah. Being the oldest is a lot different than actually, like, being the youngest or whatever. You gotta, you kind of expect it to be the second brain, or the second planner. Yeah. So with that, how? So what is your creative um cycle like? How do you start with music and stuff like that? Do well. I generally start with the beat. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like I'm I'm gonna go in a direction, but. Mm -hmm the beat will typically help me in the direction. I feel like the beat is like the blueprint or the infrastructure and I could build upon that. But I mean, I've been doing that up until this point, except for the fact that I'm working on a song called penetrate. It's like more so for the women, which I haven't been speaking to for a while. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been writing it for some time. Yeah. Like I have like, to the point where it's some in my old phone. I have some of the the words, the lyrics in my email. So I have to put it all together. And I just purchased the beat um, like a, a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. But I've been had the lyrics. I just got to put them together on top of the beat now because I have so much to say to, to females. And it's just like, I've been writing it. So mm -hmm. I just got to be able to put it put it on now it's to the point where I think I'm a, I want my lyrics to be better so I mm -hmm. want help with the lyrics now too because up to, to this point I wrote all my own songs yeah. like I want to write this song as well but I want somebody to help me with it so it can become better yeah. you know so with writing do you do a lot of rewrites or do you just flow 
well, being that I don't really write, mm-hmm. I I honestly like to freestyle, and then I'll take my freestyle and put it on a song. Mm-hmm. And I might write the freestyle. You know, I might write the actual freestyle down. Or no, I have it recorded, and then I'll just try to remember it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not... I don't like writing, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the best part of my music is the freestyling. No, no, the hooks are, but I feel like freestyling, I'm better at freestyling than I am writing. Mm-hmm. Writing takes the fun out of it for me. It's like, I, I, have, I almost went to law school. I have a law and policy minor. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really into grammar. Like, law grammar with the commas, punctuation, everything. Mm-hmm. the sentences making sense run off everything so it's like now it becomes more of a grammatical thing with me than mm-hmm. an actual so it, it gets in the way of my creativity because i'm like nope i can't do it like that it doesn't make sense grammatically mm-hmm. but in all actuality like my engineer was saying yesterday music i will allow it to make sense you don't have to worry about the grammar mm-hmm. So with your minor, I guess you went too far into like the words and like now you're just trying to put yourself back. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pull my, it's like, but I don't want to pull back. You know, like how they say in music and hip hop, sometimes you have to dumb it down. Yeah. But I feel like I owe it to my people, especially the younger people who actually were listening to my music. I haven't really been pushing music lately, but the ones who were really listening to my music at the time I was doing it, I feel like I owe it to them to be more grammatically grammatically correct and yeah. make more sense because I have a I rem, I never forget the, the the lyrics. It says, "I just copped a Hot Wheel. It got big wheels." And I'm thinking to myself, like every time I hear it now, it's like it's have big wheels. Why did you say got big wheels? Because it sounds better. But I don't want the youth to think that that's how you're supposed to talk. So yeah. it's kind of like. I'm a role model now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to lead them on a wrong path. You know, so it's, it's becoming bigger than music at this point. So, mm-hmm. and it's becoming harder and harder. So now you feel like, so now you feel like you have to, um, you have to watch what you say because now other people are listening and then you don't want any misconceptions. Mm. Well, <sighs> You were right, mm-hmm. but as far as the misconceptions, I wouldn't say misconceptions. I just, just don't. I I know when you grow up, listen. I when I grew up listening to music, I listened mm-hmm. to what they said, and what they said meant something to me. Yeah. Therefore, I have to be careful mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You know, because can I um stop this video and take the background out? Yeah. This is, all right. You gonna send me another request or how do I do it? I just stop the video. I'm stopping. Yes, yeah, stop yeah, stop video. All right, that's better. Cool. I feel like messing up my. It was just messing up how I looked. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But now my cookie's on the other side. 
But okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. this words are very powerful. You know, I mean, I knew that when I was doing law, you know, preparing for law school. I worked for the New York City Bar. I worked for another um law firm, like more so interning. Mm-hmm. But I know like the power of words. Yeah. So I want to be careful with that power. I don't want to, I don't want to lose my creativity, but at the same time, I don't want to lose my people. I don't want them to, the hip hop youth are generally my people. And I don't want them to think that, oh, you're supposed to say it like this, or you're supposed to do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like instead of falling into that, like, oh, hip hop is just about ignorance. You could just do whatever. I got to dumb it down. More so I want, hip-hop to say, you know what, we got to step it up. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I have that power yet, so I might have to dumb it down in order to get that power, mm-hmm. in order to bring it up. But it's difficult to find that medium. I haven't found it yet, so I'm having I'm having trouble right there, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, you want to be accessible, you also don't want to be overly complicated. Because then it gets to nobody, and then that leads to like what hip hop right now, where it's more of commercialized, and it was mm-hmm. like this is not what we need, but we're getting to more people. Yeah, but is it getting to the right people? Exactly, exactly. But I got to get to the right people in order to get the right people to mm-hmm. think the right way. But I also enjoy, I enjoy music without words. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't even really want to even. That's to be honest, I'm glad we had this conversation because it, I was struggling with the lyrics because I am a complex individual and I've been to school for a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, I like music with just sounds. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I really like making hooks and I don't really want to talk too much. And I think I'm going to talk less. That's what I'm going to do because I don't want to lead people down the wrong path. And I don't want to bore people either, so I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna say less words. Like that's really what I'm working on. But I wanted to let people know that I could do words. You know, I could yeah. do the word playing and all that. But I'm done with it after this hot ice song. I have this song called. It's like I'm so cool. But like I'm working on that. I'm almost done with it. Matter of fact, my engineer just sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And even I didn't check it. It just been mastered. I hope it sounds delightful, but I don't know. But after that, I don't really want to. But then the penetrate song, I feel like I want to do. I want to talk to the ladies too, but I don't really want to say anything. Mm-hmm. I just want them to feel me. Just a vibe. Yeah. But I have a lot to say. I just don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. It's like where. <laughs> I get you, but I, I like to create. I hate using words or like graphics stuff like that. Cause I don't know where to put them. It's more yeah. like I just want the images to tell the story. I like that, but that's that's the thing. I feel like being that I'm a quote unquote rapper, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be about the visuals as much as it is about the audio. You know, I feel like that's a bit a major problem in music now, is that it's it's almost not music. Mm-hmm. It's something else. So I want to make my music better. And then the video, the visuals can go along with it. But I need to work on the music. 
the audio part, you know? Yeah. So is that. So when you're making music, user, uh, the last person I had who was a rapper in my own podcast, I asked, oh, how you like his voice? So I like your voice. Like, the last time I had somebody who made music on the podcast, yeah. asked them how they like their voice. So I like your yeah. voice. Do you like your song? I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I make my voice sound differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I make my voice sound different from time to time. Okay. Like, depending on how I feel or how someone makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like it's a vibe. But I, I know what my voice sounds like to other people. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, that's my job. So, and then, like, it's like, I re- it's like I have, you know, there's different voices. So, yeah, I, I love my voice. Cool. But sometimes, I'm getting used to my voice now when doing the podcast. Yeah. Because sometimes the sound of my voice just sounds weird. Mm, see, I think um, you have to practice your voice. Mm-hmm. So you like it, you know, because the more you hear your voice at first, it sounds funny, but yeah. some people are like, Oh, I got to get used to it. But I feel like don't get used to it. Mm-hmm. Improve it. What do you think it should sound like? Make it sound like that. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and so let's go to your clothing. So how's the, how does the clothing? Oh, I didn't mean, I, didn't, I forgot to say this. My problem, I didn't mean to cut you off, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But my only thing with my voice is mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't made it to what I see see as the pinnacle, mm-hmm. which is singing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good singer. But I'm a bad singer though. <laughs> Some people can't even sing. Yeah. I'm a I'm actually a bad singer, which and nobody taught me how to sing and I, I don't have it not I didn't have it naturally, so mm-hmm. I believe I could learn how to sing. And once I learn how to sing, that'll be a next, that'll be a, another step. I'm not going to say that's going to be, who's going to be in trouble because, you know, that it might, it might just boost me up a little bit, but it would definitely boost me in, in, in this music. Yeah. So with your clothing, does that, is there a easier mix with business and creativity on that side? Or is it still the same? <laughs> Uh, it was different. Mm-hmm. It's different because with the clothes, I can literally just, just draw it, draw mm-hmm. it on a piece of paper. But then I have to get someone else to make it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sew. Like I know how to sew, had a sewing machine. I don't even know what where it is now. I probably just discarded it. But I don't want to do that. I just want to design. You know, I'm picking my spots now that I've been in both games for a while, I'm, f- I'm figuring out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I love designing. I love drawing. I've been drawing. I need to get to the sneakers. I have never m- had produced sneakers, had sneakers manufactured or anything, but I've been drawing sneakers since I was at least in junior high, maybe elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, But I love designing it, drawing it. I'm getting better at it on Photoshop. I don't like, I don't really like dealing with the computers. I like doing it freehand, maybe mm-hmm. with color pencils, but I'm getting better at Photoshop. But now the part is, the hard part is getting someone to understand your designs, you know? Yeah. Like, 
So then I have to, that's why I go on, that's why I do Photoshop because it's easier mm -hmm. for them to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's easier to edit. So I could go back and just change a simple color. Like right now I got Cookie Dough Sports line coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I make football, basketball, hockey, soccer, cheerleading uniforms, varsity jackets. Like most of the sports that I like. And now I'm just, I made them all in blue. And now I'm just making them in red. And it's a big deal to me. But mm -hmm. to... to I'll say people on the outside, it might not seem like a big deal. Like, oh, you're just making it in a different color. Yeah. But the things I have to go to for people to understand the design for in order to get it shipped, as a matter of fact, I have, like, like all these clothes, the jerseys, the cheerleading outfits. I just I just got a package of base in DHL. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to open it while we're talking. But. And, like, in order for people to understand what you're saying and actually to make it the right way. Yeah. And sometimes I do it overseas and I can't see exactly the material they're using. So I have to find out if we're on the same page with the material. It's just, it's not as easy as one would think. Yeah. You know, but. Now this is more friendly stuff. Okay. See, like this is not even the right material. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this? Like, what? Like, it's supposed to be rain. Like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. That's what I mean. Like, to, to get that across, like, that's like the hardest part. It's like, this is not what I asked for. Yeah. So now what? Now what? I just I just roll with the punches, man. Cause mm -hmm. if you don't go with the flow with this, then you're just gonna be like, man, what is this? What am I gonna do with this? You know? But yeah. that's the hardest part is getting to people to understand your designs and what what you want. Mm -hmm. You know? And some some people have better quality. Some people make it to your to better yes, they make it to better to your specifications. Mm -hmm. So you have to get samples and then you want to mass produce, but some of the samples are not even worse mass producing. So it's like, oh, I just wasted time with this manufacturer, you know? Like mm -hmm. I could have been doing something else. It takes it takes a lot of energy. Like I have to sit down and say, you know what? I'm going to make clothes right now. Like right now, I'm really making jeans. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people I'm talking to right now about making the jeans. Like it's been something I wanted to do for a while. So like, I designed some jeans and I'm working on having people making them, but I, I see some of their quality is bad. So I'm not concerned. Uh, I'm not concerned as much with the price as mm -hmm. the quality. I'm more concerned with the quality of the clothing. Cause I want my, my brand stands for quality because yeah. I'm, I like good quality. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I don't want somebody wear something I don't want to wear. Yeah. You know, so I don't care if it costs me $20 less per unit. If it looks bad, I don't want it. You know, yeah. I need quality. And now more paying attention to the finer details and just making sure everything's good. Exactly. So when you're doing paying to the fine detail, do you find yourself paying too much to the details? Then you're going crazy or do... <sighs> you know what? At, 
And sometimes I feel like they feel that I'm paying I'm paying too much to the details. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is what I want. Yeah. Like, why don't you just do it the way I asked you? I feel like, why is it even a big deal? If I say I want it pink, mm-hmm. why is that part purple? It doesn't even matter what you think the, as the actual producer. Mm-hmm. It matters what I want, what I ask for. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't get that. Like, details. If somebody says they want something, mm-hmm. besides the, especially if it's written down, all you have to do is look at it. Just give them what they ask for. Like, I just yeah. don't get it. But as far as certain things, I say, oh, I want this to be here, or I want this to be three inches. And they say, oh, we can only do it two and a half inches. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Do it two and a half inches. Or if I say, like, on my hockey jerseys, I wanted gold shoestrings hanging down. It's like, oh, we don't have gold. We just have black and white. I didn't want to use white. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use gold. But you know what? I'll say fine. Use white. Like, I could deal with stuff like that. Yeah. But if I say y'all want pink, like, on the cookie, mm-hmm. if you see it, like, pink. I don't know if you can see it there. In the mid-side. And then I made some basketball jerseys and it was purple. And I'm just like, I just, like, I don't know. I just yeah. don't understand why it would be purple. Yes. I don't know. I don't get it. And then with sneakers, so what kind of, what's your favorite type of sneaker? With the sneakers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I know somebody who makes sneakers. I actually know his brother. Mm-hmm. Because his brother's in a fraternity that I was thinking about joining. And then he was telling he know I do clothes. He was like, oh, you should follow my brother. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I, I just started following his brother the day before because I had went to an embroidery shop to make some hats, I think. Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, you should, check out, you should check out such and such. They do a lot with the clothing, whatever, whatever. So I followed them. And the next day I was talking to him and he was like, oh, that's his brother. So, but he makes sneakers. He's in California. But I don't know how to ask him for help, you know, because I really don't feel like he will help me. I could be wrong. Yeah. But that's why I haven't asked, but I need help making sneakers because it's it's difficult. There's different materials you use. Yeah. It's, like it's people understanding your designs. Yes, and you have to make a lot of sneakers. And it's like I'm not making a lot of sneakers. I never made it with you. Why I'm gonna make a hundred pair of sneakers and they all look crap. If they if they look crappy now I'm stuck with a hundred pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like no. Uh, so it's really hard. It's really hard for me. Maybe I should just ask the guy. I probably will. Now I'll talk to you and think about it. Cool. And so what's your, what's your favorite type of sneakers? You hear me? Yeah, hold on one second. You said my favorite type of sneakers? Yeah. Yeezys. Yeezys? Yep. Yeezys, my favorite sneaker. Like, Kanye, he's... I, re- I kind of remember when he started making sneakers. I was working at Foot Locker. I remember, and it was going crazy for him. But now, it's like, he's just on a different level, man. Like, yeah, the comfortability inside the sneaker as well as the look, new design, futuristic. It's, it's, it's nobody... Mm-hmm pair with him and he's mass producing it 
and it's to the point where it's like pop culture it's um hyped up it's like you know for hype beasts uh, it's not as hype as it used to be but yeah. he's still so much more you know so he's basically a main a main name brand now like by far Yeezys if I had to pick any sneaker mm-hmm. Yeezys Yeezys yes sir. I'm more of a Jordan 1 person Jordan 1 yeah eh. Those are cool. Those are those are cool. I like Jordan ones. Mm-hmm. I have Jordan ones. I need to get another pair. But I know a lot of people that in the hype beast industry there been to the Jordan ones. I remember the um the blue, you know the patent leather, the Carolina blue. Remember yeah. those came out? Yeah, they went crazy for those. I remember that. But I just I don't know. They're cool sneakers, but I don't. To me, they're not. The good thing about them, they only cost like one hundred and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So they're a good $110 sneaker. Yeah, they're cool. But if you were to go out, would you wear some Jordan 1s? I don't know. I got to see. Depends on the outfit. <laughs> That's a good point because I could yeah. do that too. Jordan 1s are Jordan, – yeah, I agree with you. Jordan 1s are classic. They're classic and they're hit. And it's, they're not really over the top, you know? Yeah. You could kind of wear them with anything. Yeah, you can wear them with anything. That's why people go for them so much. It's kind of like Air Force Ones, but, you know, I like, I would say the design is somewhat better than Air Force Ones because of the mm-hmm. sole is thinner, you know? Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah, I like that. Also, they fit my feet and have a weird foot shape, so it's like it's easier for me to buy. Okay. That makes sense because they don't fit my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the number one thing I was thinking about when you said that. I was like, they're kind of tight like around my toe they're like somewhat they're not i'm not gonna say uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. yeah somewhat uncomfortable but i guess if your feet if they fit for your feet then that's even better yeah cool so then you're doing the music you're doing the clothing doing creative so let's go back to like let's go to like baruch mm-hmm. so why did you choose like business and law? My bad. Yeah. Why did I use choose business and law? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna say this in any particular order, but mm-hmm. I will give you some reasons. Um, law, we need we need lawyers in our black community. Yeah. And that's like, we're in dire need of that, you know? And it was like, to the point, it's like, my people need help. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do it, you know? And plus, people always telling me I'll be a good lawyer since I was young. And I was like, you know what? That kind of stuck with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be a lawyer. And, like, I still kind of want to be a lawyer, but I'm going to be an artist more than a lawyer. But business is like, no matter what you do, you typically want to make money with it, right? Yeah. Like, your profession. So it's going to so just do business. Like, so I just did business when I was in Hostos, mm-hmm. and it was business management then. And at that time, you know, I was a little younger. My dream job at the time was working at a bank, you know, mm-hmm. like to be like a personal banker. You know, I didn't know it was... <laughs> it was higher forms of banking at that time. And 
so then when I went to Baruch, mm-hmm. and there was like it's two types of business. You have to pick one. It's either business operations, which is learning how to run a big corporation, mm-hmm. or it's business entrepreneurship, which you learn how to run your own company. Mm-hmm. Then a light bulb went off, and I was like, you know what? I'll learn how to run my own company. Yeah. And if I learn how to run my own company, I could still run somebody else's company. Yeah. So then I went to that and then that really helped me out. I was always like, I think I have always had a good business mind mm-hmm. and I always had money. Like when I was younger, like young, like a kid, like probably less than 10, maybe 10, a little, like around that age. I used yeah. to give my little brother's money. Like, you know, like nothing substantial, but like, oh, they wanted something from the bubblegum machine. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing this like at a little age. Like, why do I have money in my pocket? Yeah. You know, like just my brother, like, oh, you want some gum? All right, huh? You want a toy? All right, huh? You know, and I just, I had money. I don't even know yeah. where it came from, to be honest with you. But I had it, and I, yeah. I had a decent mind on how to keep it, mm-hmm. you know? And so business helped me with that. And I just wanted to make, I, I know I needed to make money, so I wanted to make money in whatever I was doing. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me at the time what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did the business. But we still need lawyers. We need, we need some lawyers, man, for real. Yeah. Because most cases are just plea deals to make things go faster. Yeah. Like, I learned I learned it, and it's, like, more so, like, oh, okay, let him go. Um, you just got to give us somebody else. Like, okay, okay. Like, friends talking amongst friends. Like, we're not really going to even try the case. Mm-hmm. You owe me one, or I owe you one, or no, he seemed cool. Like, you know, and it's, like, we don't get the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's minor things that that can let us go. And we just don't know. And the lawyer doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, they're quote-unquote just doing their job. So we need somebody who is for us. And, and it's like, it's, it's sad. And mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of let my people down. But I still have to do my thing. But I'm not done helping my people. Mm-hmm. As far as the law realm, like I feel like if I make it big enough as an artist, I could help my people better and I would enjoy myself more. Like mm-hmm. being a lawyer is boring to me. I don't like wearing suits. Yeah. Like I look decent in them and I like wearing them occasionally, but mm-hmm. every day, first <laughs> of all, I need to, I want to wear whatever I want to wear. You know, yeah. like I want to wear what I feel like wearing today. Mm-hmm. Right now, I felt like wearing a polo shirt. Tomorrow, I probably feel like wearing a football jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to wear the same thing every day. Matter of fact, I love wearing sweats. Sweatsuits, mm-hmm. hoodies, the sweatpants, I love wearing that. And you telling me I have to wear this, this form-fitting suit in the, in, in, and it's 90 degrees outside? No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's boring, man. To me, it's boring. Yeah. Like a lot of people that live that lifestyle are boring. And it's like, 
no offense to them, that's boring for me. Yeah. Not to say that they're boring people, but different different strokes for different folks, man. That's not for me. That yeah. lifestyle is not for me. So I don't want to do it. But I don't mind helping make some more lawyers in the future or helping lawyers. I mean, I still know how to be a lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. I learned almost everything there was to be a lawyer. I could practice law if I decide to go practice the bar, pass the bar somehow, which I'm sure I could find a loophole to get in. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I'm going to do it a different way, basically. Yeah. It's better to not be a bad lawyer and then probably hurt people more than to be like a great artist and then give more resources. Got it, brother. You got it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because me, I don't like like writing suits or like reading a lot or writing a lot. If I was in the team, like designing or math for me. You said what? It was between designing and math for me, mm-hmm. or like programming. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, but then I got a zero in the midterm for programming, for programming class. So I decided to go to marketing and stick with design. Yeah, I feel you, yeah. but I will say this: you can't let someone else's test dictate your future, but it's not a bad thing to let it help you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it was up in a, on a fence because a lot of those tests are designed to weed people out as opposed to help people proceed, you know? Yeah. Like it's not necessarily a test to determine how good you're going to be at that particular job or profession. It's more so as like uh, a barrier, you know? Yeah. Like the LSAT, I'm telling you, I prepared for the LSAT. I took two different LSAT courses. Mm -hmm. The only thing I learned was this is how they want you to learn. I didn't learn how they wanted me to learn, but I realized that the test, just like any other standardized test, Mm -hmm. is designed to get you to to do the way they want you to do it. Yeah. And all actuality, law does not have to be practiced that way. You do not have to think that way. But that's what they want you to think. And I, I don't want to know how they think, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was kind of like, I don't care. Like, yeah. if I become a lawyer, boom, I already know what I know how to do. Mm-hmm. Was, I'm saying that to say, like, you know, do what your heart desires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And don't put yourself in a box, man. That's one reason why I still do the music and the clothes is mm-hmm. because I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, yes. in the future. I love both of them, but at the end of the day, I want to be rich. Like, I want to be wealthy for my children's sake. So I know I can't waste time doing certain things, but I have two avenues. Mm -hmm. But I am specializing, you know, I'm specializing in music and clothing. Mm -hmm. I specialize, but I don't want to be put in a box because you don't, I don't know what's going to happen like this. Like, let's say the clothing might take off the music might take off or i might just really love the music i might really love the clothes Mm -hmm. so you know just because you do one thing don't totally give up on another thing because you never know what the future holds thanks sure Mm -hmm. think of more questions any questions for me no cool well i mean I do actually, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was like, if it would have been like, should I ask? But yeah, I do have some questions. Yeah. 
what really made you want to do the podcast? I mean, we talked about it briefly when we was at the Baruch alumni event. Yeah. What really, like, what is your purpose for doing the podcast? So after I graduated last year? I can't see your, um, by the way, I can't see the the words on your hoodie. What's your purpose? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, you know, for the people. (laughs) So after I graduated and a lot happened last year, Mm-hmm. I lost my family, I lost my grandmother and all that stuff. And, and I had three jobs and I had to like figure out how to graduate. So then I was trying to figure out what to do and I was going to do after I graduated. Sorry to hear that, by the way, but yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. So after that happened, I had um, I was like, I worked for the school in the summer with a month. And after that finished, I had to figure out what I was going to do next. So a lot of people told me to do inter- inter- the, um, information interviews. This is good to the professionals. But I decided to turn it into a podcast because I knew a lot of people. And I also like talking. You said they people. told you to do what with it? Information in, information interviews. Okay. Yeah. Just to get figure yeah. out to um different entities. Mm-hmm. But then um, what you call it? I decided to turn it into a podcast because I like talking to people. Also, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people already. Yeah. And like my friends are always doing different things in their mm-hmm. own field, on their own world. So it's been easier just to get them like get them all like, hey, come on and let's do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could go together. Mm-hmm. So it makes well, a lot right. of sense. Yeah, that's that's great. Cause I was looking, I was thinking, like mm-hmm. when you were saying, in order to to find yourself, to learn who you are, you have to look within yourself. But you also should look outside and see what else is going on to see how to best fit. And I think that's that's a great idea. How you make that work in this world. Yeah. And another thing, you have a cool voice, like for real. <laughs> like for real like you could be a rapper if you wanted to like it's a cool voice yeah it's a way I could share this it says share content let me see what I can do screen photos box oh I can't share it on on social media not yet no um I could save this though uh I'm recording I'm recording it on my side right now so okay, okay. alright cool 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 so yeah so with that right now, it's just more of like just figuring out everything for the podcast. And then after that, it's more of like growth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So right now, this is just more of me just figuring out how to, what I'm going to do, how to make money with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Makes sense. I always like that because I always try to make money or like sell things. But mom always told me to go to school, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But then after I finished, I was like, okay, cool. What's next? Mm-hmm. People think once you graduate, that's it. That's not it. That's kind of the beginning. It's like, oh, man, like you graduated now. <laughs> it's like now you graduated. <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do now? Like, yeah. it is no more, oh, I'm in school. No, no, you are in the real world. You have to do. You have to live. So now, now you here. Now we both here. So now we got to figure out, like, people are like, oh, you you graduated college? Congratulations. I'm also like, okay, what's next? <laughs> like, dang. Yeah. And then people go get your master's. Like, I forget my master's. It's going to be in what? Master's in what? And that's just more time me just trying to figure out what to do. And I'm just like, it's more work. Yeah. That's kind of what, what 
why I didn't go to law school too. It's yeah. like I had this music and the clothing. It's like go to law school for three years and then sit in a desk in a job for what seventy hours a week. They trying to say, but yeah. you know they try to scare people out of their business because they don't want competition in law. I learned that too. Yeah. But I also realized I was working at a bank forty hours a week, and it was like exhausting, and it was killing me. It's making me old fast. Like I'm it at somebody's job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much work I do. It's just about literally staying there. And it's yeah. like I'm not doing. I'm not sitting in no no desk. I'm not sitting in no desk for um fifty hours a week in mm-hmm. another job to try to make it to the next level after I sit in school for three more years to learn something that I already learned. Mm-hmm. I've learned, I'm telling you, I learned what I needed to learn to become a lawyer already before law school started. I learned fast too, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people probably did too, but I maybe not, but I learned fast. I learned mm-hmm. fast. So it's like, I'm going to law school for three years to get a certificate so I can practice law, which I already know how to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you said to me, I got to pay $150,000. First, pay $150,000 to learn how to get a certificate to work a job so I have to pay down back the $150,000. And it came to the point where my business, my business, um, my business degrees were working. I'm like, yo, this is just a, this is a cycle. It's a ploy. Like, yeah, being a lawyer and certain degrees are more, more about them actually getting money. Mm-hmm. It's about giving law money. Like, oh, oh, you want to be a lawyer? Okay. Mm, you got to go to school for $150,000 a year. Forget three, no, $150,000. Not go to school for three years, but you have to give us $150,000 to decide that you want to work a job to pay us back. And like, nah, that doesn't even, it didn't make sense financially for me to go to law school. And me learning a lot about law and a lot of its loopholes, I was like, you know what? I could be a lawyer without actually going to law school. But at the time, I didn't feel like putting in the time and energy to find out how, because I was like, forget law school. Mm -hmm. If If I feel like it, I'll become a lawyer later on. And then come to find out later on, Kim Kardashian actually became a lawyer. Like, I think she passed the bar or something when I went to law school. And I was like, you know what, Kim, I'm proud of you because I knew it was a way. I just wasn't going to figure it out. And she figured it out. So now it's like, yep, my theory was 100% right. I can can practice law, you know, without actually going to law school. So I might end up doing that. That's actually a fallback plan of mine. Cause I still wouldn't mind practicing law just on my own terms. Like people like, Oh, you getting all these tattoos and everything. You can't be like, I'm what? If you don't take me the way I am, then I don't need to work there. Like, you know, I don't, if I practice law, I'm going to practice law with tattoos. Like this is 2020, you know, like things are different than it used to be. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I was just thinking about how like more like professors are starting to like the um dissect and analyze rap music, and how like Harvard professors like saying what they talking to like Nas, they talk about Kendrick and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how 
how it's become more like accepted. And I wonder what will be like, I know how we accept rap music because it's like the way um, we grew up with it and it's more represented us. But then mm-hmm. somebody who only studied like English, how they break it down and they say rap music the way it is. Mm, that's deep. I wouldn't mind listening listen to that little conversation because that sounds like, it sounds like they're onto something. It's like, yeah. it's music. Like, you remember pop music? How yeah. it used to be like, well, pop music includes hip hop now. Yeah. You know? But I feel like some hip hop is not for everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to curse a lot, say the B word, say the N word. Like, I don't even like saying the N word for sure. I don't like other people saying it. So it's like, certain things shouldn't be in pop culture because then other people think it's okay. You know, that's what I mean by you got to watch your words. Like, I don't want to say those words, like, not saying I won't ever say them, but it's like, if I'm saying this words, somebody who's listening to it, here's the word. And for whatever reason, that's basically saying it's okay. I'm justifying the use of the words. And it's not to say that you can't use some of the words some of the time, but, I just got to be careful what, what I say, you know? And it's like, at this point in my life, I want everybody I care about mm-hmm. to care about me and to love me and to be able to listen to my music. You yeah. know, like, I edited a song called All My Bees Love Me for my mother. Like, I edited it saying all my women love me. Like, mm-hmm. not to say that bees are women or all women are bees, it's to say that it's just like I just didn't I didn't even like hearing the word, you know, yeah. like and and it's like I want my mother to be able to listen to my music. Mm-hmm. I want my grandmother to be able to listen to it. Not saying that they can't, but I don't I want them to be happy with my music too. I want everybody who listens to my music to enjoy it. You know, that's where I'm at. And it's difficult. So sometimes trying to reach everybody, you lose your core audience and, yeah. uh, and your core audience is basically everybody you know like who, the people in your core, core audience symbolize everybody because if they don't listen to it then there's nobody listening to it you know what i'm saying yeah so trying to find everybody i might lose everybody that i already have but the problem is that with that is a lot of the people that are in my core audience are full of hate and negativity anyway. So it's like, it's more so not love, more so like hate. Like they want to listen to it to not like it or to criticize it. You know what I mean? So I don't really mind losing people if they're gonna, if they're gonna be negative anyway. So I'm just trying to make music for everybody to like. The people that don't like anything are not gonna like anything. So that's that, but at least they won't hate it. Yeah. Maybe they will. They'll find a way. Music is just fun thoughts. Because um, I remember I had a, in freshman year of college, I had to write a paper about one of the Lupe Piazza songs about um, how he used the B word. Hmm? Oh, okay, okay. And then we had to like argue if we agree with him or disagree with him. Mm-hmm. And then I, read, I remember making a point of like, honestly, like for me, words are just like, things you say sometimes they can mean things but a lot of times if you let people know that the word means something to you in a negative way they're going to use it more mm-hmm. and then that 
it becomes a vicious cycle of people creating new words to hurt each other, and then exactly. and then people appropriating those words, and then another word comes in, then another appropriating the word. And that's why I found a way, for the same reason why I figured out that words could be my strength, mm-hmm. I figured out that words could be my weakness. So I kind of took the power out of words used against me. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that they're just words to try to hurt me. So if certain people say certain words, it won't really affect me. It won't. They won't get the reaction they want. Not to say that there won't be some times that I will react and give them what they want. But in most situations, in less situations than before, mm-hmm. I won't. I won't really. I just be like, whatever. You're not. You just. You're not even really doing anything. You're just saying something that somebody else came up with. Like, you're not even putting enough energy towards making me upset. You know, like, you have to try harder than that to make me upset. To use a word that people have been using for years or, like, you have to come up with something new. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but. My battery's dying, that's why the camera went off. Okay. So I guess we go to the ending segment then? All right, cool. So ending segment, I want to thank you again for being the podcast. And you want to plug anything to the people? Um, I got, yeah, I mean, well, my company, I just made it an LLC in April mm-hmm. of 2019, King High Clothes Entertainment LLC. And all my social media is King High ENT, K I N G H I E N T. That's Instagram. Um, what else I have? TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, my Snapchat is different, CD Fresh. But um, what else do I have? Oh, I have a, a mixtape coming out. Mm-hmm. Should get, be out on my birthday, March 25th. Um, called On My Way Up, 32 and a quarter. And my music video should be dropping on that same day for um, one of the singles off the album called I'm The Socket. Mm-hmm. Is there something else? Um, that's probably it. Cool. And oh, yeah, my, my clothing line. Well, this is um King Hot Clothes, but I'm having the cookie dough sports line with the basketball football hockey soccer jerseys um what else basketball baseball and the varsity jackets and then had the cheerleading outfits you know we have the um the one the pleated skirts and then we have the um kind of like the spandex skirts with the crop tops and all that and the jeans we're working on jeans too but yeah and what would be the name of your origin story or like the video game for your um, <laughs> it would be my mixtape name <laughs> on my way up 32 and a quarter and then it would say the king high story but oh yeah something like that oh no, no no matter of fact a matter of fact it would be the name that i was gonna title my mixtape mm-hmm. which was the old me 32 and a quarter that would be the origin story because that's no longer me that's like that's where i started but this is not me anymore like the music that i made on my mixtape that's not 
that's some of me, but that's really not me anymore. That's the old me, you know, but it's just a collection of works over time, but in the past. So, so yeah. Nice. Thank you. And this is, I guess, episode season two. So that'll be coming out later this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Nice. Good like, luck with everything, you know. You too. Everything. Stay strong. It ain't easy. And to be honest with you, if mm -hmm. if you want some assistance and other things, you know, because I'm in the entertainment company, in, in the entertainment industry, mm -hmm. you know, we, we could have people that can help you do other things, me or other people. But, yes. you know, because I want to see you thrive, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm here for support if you want some. Just let you know that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. See you later. All right. Peace. Peace. That brings another episode on the Left Hand Podcast to a close. Again, you can go to allmylinks.com forward slash King High ENT to get more information. And for next week, I have my friend Gabby to talk about video games, anime, and adjusting to the new COVID 19 world. I hope you continue a nice day, and I hope to see you there. <laughs>